0: scouting out of the blue corner he gives you your football meat and
1: potatoes style and is the undisputed king of detailed player
0: analysis ladies and gentlemen i give you Steve. hey guys this is steve the scout and austin smith welcome to the pro football scouting show today we're going to be breaking down round four Uh, go back and check out our evaluations rounds one through three Um, so uh, round four um, a a lot of um you know if if you if you look at if you look at the top part of round four uh there's there's a lot of there's a lot of value taken here um so we're gonna we're gonna go through those guys we're gonna focus on really the top six guys Austin and I um, really felt, really felt good about overall uh, as a class of, of top six guys. Uh, and then, and then we'll give you some of our favorite picks moving through the fourth round there. So um, starting, starting things off um, Hakeem Butler to me, I, I, I'm i going to say this to me, for me, it's a steal of the draft. He was my number one ranked uh, wide receiver to, um and, you know, for him to for him to go to Arizona uh, at, at round at round four, pick one, it's a steal to me. Why? Because I don't think uh, this 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 NFL draft is is full of big bodied contested contested catch receivers. Um, I didn't I th- I didn't think there was any guy that used his size to box out box out defensive backs as well as well as Hakeem Butler. Um not only that, Hakeem Butler has great jumping ability. I think he's becoming an even better route runner. And w- when you when you turn on the tape, w- you know you always want to talk about who are the guys that really pop to you. A lot of these receivers really pop to me, but really no one. Uh, just my gut instinct, no one uh, impressed me the way that Hakeem Butler does. I thought I thought that was a, a great pick there. He went to he went to the Cardinals round four pick one. And uh, I'm telling you, when I look when I watch Hakeem Butler play, uh, I see. I, I get it, he went round four, but I'm seeing a little bit of A.J. Green there in terms of some of the things uh, that he can do and the way that he uses his size and his length. Um, NC State quarterback Ryan Finley um, went, to, went to the Cincinnati Bengals in round two. I'm sorry, round four, pick two, uh, pick 104. And when you look at Ryan Finley, um, to me, he was one of the best touch passers uh, of this draft. When you look at him and Daniel Jones as a pure passer, I think they're actually pretty comparable. Um, and, and and I think um, when you when you look at Ryan Finley, he's a guy that great, great back shoulder fade and just an accurate quarterback who's smart, takes care of the football, and is a really good touch, touch passer. Um, Austin, what do you think of, of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, safety from Florida, going to the Saints at pick 105? Well,
1: you know, I got to say, I've got mixed results about it. Um, You know, let's be honest. uh, As a Cowboy fan, I really thought Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was the guy I was crossing my fingers would get to us at pick 58. By the end of day two, he's still available, and we're all wanting to know why. So, you know, uh, I did my research. I did my homework, and, you know, I got to be honest with you it sounds like he might have rubbed a few people the wrong way in some of his interviews. And you, you go back and you listen to him somewhat, um, you know, in some of his interviews throughout his career at Florida, you, uh, you get the sense that he's a, uh, you know, I'd say confident, but that'd be generous. Uh, arrogance, you know, it might be a little more accurate, but you wonder to yourself, is that something that maybe rubs some teams the wrong way? You know, arrogance a lot of times you know, you know, comes along with, with being irrational. And with some of these guys, you know, that, that being irrational, you know, can clout their judgment. It can keep them from realizing their potential. And, you know, that's just something as a professional that, that can turn some teams off, you know, when, when considering, you know, a a, guy, you know, a 21, 22 year old, becoming now a professional who's going to represent your franchise both on and off the field. So, you know, it'd be easy for me to say that the New Orleans, oh, that this is a steal, that we had them so much, you know, him ranked so much higher than, than he went. But when you look at the reasons that he might have slid down the board, obviously, you know, there were teams that, that decided they weren't going to take him, including my Cowboys, because I know we certainly brought him in for a private workout. We did our homework on him. Um, so I, I just got to think that, you know, that something about, uh, uh, about what he said or did during some of those, uh, some of those interviews, you know, leads me to believe that this is a lot more risk than I thought, uh, he had attached to him when the draft started.
0: Okay. Well, I think chart, I think Chauncey Gardner Johnson, he, he's, he's cer- he certainly, he certainly got tremendous upside. Um, and, uh. When you look at some asp- some aspects of his game, you know, he's definitely one of the very best safeties in, in this draft. I think so. Uh, what do you what do you think of Max Crosby, uh, defensive end from from eastern Michigan going to the Raiders at pick 106? Another reach and a good pick here? What do you think? Uh,
1: this was a good pick. Oakland, you know, I didn't give Oakland a ton of credit uh, in this draft after that uh, that first pick that I, I thought was was very bad value um but I'll say this much Max Crosby and you and I talked about it in the third round with uh O'Shane Zimenez out of uh out of Old Dominion uh both of these guys are guys that fit into that small group in this draft that truly do have that first step and the ability to accelerate and just flat out beat a tackle off the snap so I kind of you know I see the upside there. You've got a guy like uh, Furl there that they drafted early. You've got a guy like Arden Key there that's probably going to start on the other side of him. Max Crosby, they can be patient with him, and they can kind of help groom him. Same way when we talked with Zimenez. This is a guy whose best football is probably still ahead of him. He's very raw in a number of aspects but he's got one thing you can't coach and that's that pure athleticism to win right off the line of scrimmage no matter who's across from you. So if they can be patient with Crosby, they've got themselves a heck of a pass or a a a heck of an athletic pass rusher with with like I say upside that could turn into a steal here in the fourth round.
0: Okay. Well, some 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 good some good some good some good picks here um you know and uh god damn it people pe- people are going to be sorry when they when, when they didn't draft Hakeem Butler i just got to say that one more time but okay the the new the new york giants you know i i like what they did here because um i feel you know the the, the new york giants you know new york giants their defense is—it's a bit of a hybrid. They're mainly a three-four team, but they do have a good deal of diversity in terms of what they do there. Um, I really like the fact that they drafted Julian Love because, like DeAndre Baker, he's—he's he's another guy that you can have him play man or have him play zone. There are some guys in this draft like a Byron Murphy. Um, he might be a man-to-man cornerback, but at this point, he's just—he's just a zone corner to me. And um, when you when you look when you look at um, when you look at you know what he is, he, he's he's a guy he's a guy that recognizes things quickly, um, you know. And he's and when you want to look at natural natural instincts for anticipating what what the wide receiver is going to do, um, he's 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 a guy he's a guy he's a guy that I really like, and that's Julian Love, cornerback uh, out of, out of Notre Dame. Uh, he's just he's just he's just instinctive and you like to get instinctive guys that have experience playing zone have experience playing man the tape watching i've watched of him has been mainly him 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 playing man uh but you know i have i hear he can play zone you know well too but i can speak in terms of his man to man coverage uh i really i really like it so um what do you what do you think of that of that julian love pick there for my giants
1: you, you know, it's funny, um, obviously at the college level, we don't see a ton of teams traveling a corner with the other team's best uh, receiver, but the two that I know did a bit, quite a bit of it during their careers were DeAndre Baker of Georgia and Julian Love of Notre Dame. These are two teams that trusted these guys to, to take the, the best receiver on the other team and, and shut him down. So, you know, they've definitely got a couple of confident players, uh, you know, at corner that, that they can move forward with. And, you know, uh, with Love, I don't know if he's necessarily um, the same athlete that Baker is, but, but he, he's also taller. He's longer. He's got, you know, good reach. So, uh, you know, that can work in his favor. Uh, but I definitely like that pick for the Giants, you know. And, 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 and the, the, the other pick, you know, there in the top six, Tampa Bay taking Anthony Nelson, you know that's another pick that I, I I liked as well. You know, each of these top six picks had things to like about them. Uh, with Nelson and Tampa Bay, um, I'll be honest with you, and uh, Nelson being the defensive end out of Iowa, uh, Tampa Bay's moving to more of a a odd man front, and Anthony Nelson is a guy that at six seven has the length that a lot of those 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 defensive coordinators that run three four schemes like in their five techniques so you know you look at nelson at 271 he's probably a little too light right now to to have that kind of success as a five technique but i'm not gonna lie to you you bulk him up 10 12 pounds and suddenly you've got a guy that really is you know, built for that position. Now, on the other hand, if they think he's easier to slim down, you know, 10 pounds, then maybe they stand him up. I don't know if that's necessarily the route I would go. I think Nelson wins a little bit more with power. But uh, but I'll tell you right now, he's a darn good football player. Iowa had a pair of really good defensive ends, uh, being, you know, Anthony Nelson uh, and uh, the junior uh, that, that's still there. And now his name's escaping me. But, uh, but Anthony Nelson's a really good football player. And like I said, with each of these top six picks, there was something to like about all of them. Even the Gardner-Johnson pick that I questioned, you know, that has more to do with you know, the interviews and, and, and what was not to like there. But, uh, but it, bottom line is, these are all guys we're talking about that were on my top 100 board. Love may have fell just outside of it, but picking him at 108, I, I think Love was maybe 104, 105 on my board. So, you know, all of them very good value early on here in the fourth round.
0: All right. So, you know, let's let let's let's talk let's talk let's talk about some of these running backs that that got drafted. We're gonna skip along. The 49ers actually took a punter. Um, um and uh, but I, I want to talk quickly on on these on these running backs. You know, Bryce Love. You know, if you if you remember about this time last year, who are who are maybe the top two running backs people were talking about for this class? It was Bryce Love and Rodney Anderson. Both both guys both guys had ACL injuries that ended their year, um, and, and both both guys slipped in the draft. Uh, Bryce Love here went um, from, Stanf- from Stanford from uh, Stanford. He went he went to the Redskins at pick 112 and I'll say this when the Redskins are healthy um their offensive line is pretty good and I feel like you know um and and I think the concern you hear with Bryce Love is that you know he he's he's a guy that wins with speed more than he does vision uh at least from the tape I saw when I watched the Bryce Love tape last year I saw a guy that I thought wouldn't do well without a good offensive line because I thought I thought he won based on his his ability to his, his, his speed um I liked Rodney Anderson a lot better. I thought Rodney Anderson was just, uh, had better vision, was more of a patient runner, but look, both of these guys slipped, um, you know, and then, and then, you know, uh, on top of that, we had, we had your guy, Justice Hill from Oklahoma State, going, go into the Ravens there. You like these picks? What, what do you, what do you think? And can Bryce Love still be effective?
1: I, I, I'm glad that you hit on these two, because I felt night and day different about the two of them. Um, Buffalo, uh, I beg your pardon, I'm sorry. The Washington Redskins taking Bryce Love just made no sense to me. And it's not that I don't see the possible upside when Love is healthy, but what I do see is him going to be coming off a knee injury. Darius Geis, their rookie running back from last year, going to be coming off of a knee injury. Adrian Peterson – a guy who hasn't been able to stay healthy in his latter years of his career. I know last year he rushed for 1,000 yards, but, but you know, obviously, you know, not necessarily in his, in his older age, you know, somebody that you can count on to stay healthy over 16 games. So it just it, – it, it kind of made me scratch my head and say, you know what, if you've already got injury concerns at the position, why stack on top of that? Why not take somebody – Without any injury concern, maybe somebody like a Justice Hill who brings something that Geis and Adrian Peterson don't, with his ability in the open field, uh, with the upside that he could carry as a a, a pass catching uh, running back. You know, uh, I really thought, or even a guy like like Benny Hill out of Kentucky. You know, these are guys that there's not injury concern to them, which you've already got plenty of at the position. So I scratched my head for Washington in that situation, which was one of the few picks for Washington that I didn't care for. Um, Justice Hill, on the other hand, going to Baltimore, we talked about it in, when we did the third round. Baltimore identified what they wanted to do in this draft. They made it clear that on offense, we want to be fast. We've got a fast quarterback. That we want to take advantage of, so we're going to, to put speed all around him to make sure that that teams have to have to prepare for the fact that we're going to be a faster team than them when we're on, when our offense is on the field. So now you're looking at Baltimore. You you look at a guy like Hollywood Brown they brought in in the first round. You look at a guy like Miles Boykin they brought in, in the third round. Now you bring in Justice Hill who runs a four four flat, you know, into that backfield and suddenly there is just speed everywhere. You tell me this, Steve. How can you look at all that speed and not play with two deep safeties? Yep. Uh Against the team, by the way, that ran the football more than anybody last year. My goodness, they faced more eight-man boxes than anybody did last year, and now teams have got to completely switch that up because you cannot – Put Marquise Brown on one side of the field without having a safety over the top. You cannot, if Miles Boykin can live up to his potential and his upside, then he's another guy that you just cannot not have a safety on his side of the field with that speed. And Lamar Jackson, hey, say what you want as a passer, I don't believe he's necessarily going to be a a terrific passer in the NFL like most. But he can throw the ball down the field. He can. Throw the deep ball. They didn't ask him to do it a ton last year. They didn't necessarily have a ton of receivers that could win deep. I get that I'm not expecting Lamar Jackson to be accurate down the field. But when you're talking about a team stacking the box to stop Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Justice Hill, Gus Johnson, uh, anybody else in that uh, that run system, then... You know, then my goodness, you you can't afford not to have a safety over the top of Hollywood Brown because if you do, Lamar Jackson's got the arm strength. Mark uh, Hollywood Brown's got the speed. My boy Miles Boykins got the speed. They'll make you pay. So Baltimore's creating with that speed that they've collected. They're creating a juggernaut there in that offense.
0: Yeah, and you know earlier, you know we talked about uh, Daryl Henderson, you know being a guy that got drafted in the third round. Being, being Rookie of the year uh, I think justice Hill could could, could fill that role because um, you look at the way Mark, Mark Ingram you know has has been used um you know you know you had you had the one two punch of Ingram Ingram and Kamara um and not to say Mark Ingram, Ingram isn't fast but it's just it's a different change of pace running back I like the fact that they have they have the physical running back in Mark Ingram who has ex- excellent between the tackles vision uh and then yeah and then you have a home run hitter hormone hitter like like Justice Hill, um, who's who's also good between the tackles, but mm-hmm. um, you know he, he's gonna he's gonna have that top end speed. And now you know Baltimore, you're really looking at, the, at, at them as a speed team. You know we always offensively we never thought of them as a speed team until last year, but now they're um, they're they're starting to do that with with the addition of Lamar Jackson. And I agree. I don't I don't think he's ever gonna be um, like Kyler Kyler Murray can throw the ball down the field. Lamar Jackson can throw the ball down the field, but you want to try who is who, the who is the more natural passer? Absolutely, it's 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 Kyler Murray. Um, and you look at Lamar Jackson, played with a narrow base, affected his accuracy issues, and also um, had very questionable decision making and ability to read defenses at the at the college level. So he's he's still got a way to go. But look, anytime you have that kind of speed, um, it helps. Um, and look, they can't he. You know he can't he can't be carrying the ball as many times as he was last year. You need you, you need for Lamar Jackson to stay healthy and not be pressured to run the ball so much. You need a guy like Justice Hill, and we talked about Daryl Henderson winning Rookie of the Year. Justice Hill can win can win Rookie of the Year as well because I I would not be surprised if he has more touches in that offense. Maybe maybe even more than Mark Ingram this year. We'll see. But if Mark Ingram gets hurt and then they got to rely on this guy, you know, carry after carry. He's a guy that not only not only as as a running back but as a receiver and the speed is is going to give you a whole lot of upside there.
1: Absolutely.
0: So um, looking at looking at the rest of the rest of this round, I'm gonna we'll, I'll kind of go through s- some some of my favorite picks here. You know, going through the round, uh, I really liked Benny Snell. Um, running back out of Kentucky, going to the Steelers at one twenty-two. Uh, I think the Steelers, they they need they they need to have a physical identity and offense. Um, I think you know with with James Conner, he's a physical football player, um, good between the tackles. But I, I think, you know, if, if you don't if you don't have James Conner, you're kind of dead in the water. Um, you need you need a guy. Who's big and physical, and uh, you know, can withstand the punishment of an of an NFL season. And um, Benny Snell, um, he's he's not he's not just a big guy. He's not a guy that has home run speed, but he's got he's got really good vision, and he's physical, and and he's gonna and he's gonna wear down a defense. And I think Pittsburgh really really needs that. You need you know. If you're going to try to run James Conner into, into the ground this year, I mean, you know, I don't think that think that's the best strategy. I think you need a bruising running back who can wear down defenses. I I like that pick there. Um, another pick, I'll, the other picks that I liked, I like Riley Ridley from Georgia going to the Bears uh, at pick 126. Um, look, he's he's got he's got better football he's got better football speed than pe- than people realize. He doesn't have the top end speed that Riley has. But he is an exceptionally good route runner. Really, really, really like that pick there. Um, Another pick that I like, and then I'll let you, Austin, let you finish up with yours. Really liked Michael Jordan, not the football player, but the guard uh, going to the Bengals at picked 136. Uh, Had the chance to study him at the end. And to me, um, really, really thought that uh, when you you look and you see that with a lot of these guys this year. In the last few years that you're seeing these guys that are, that can play center can play guard they can really play all over the interior part of, of the offensive line i think michael jordan has the upside to develop into a really good inter- interior blocker uh in the nfl so those are some of my favorite picks uh you know moving moving at moving past where we were with uh, the, you know the running backs what are what are some picks that you really liked well, you, you hit the nail
1: on the head with uh, the first two. Benny Snell to Pittsburgh, giving that team a, a physical presence at running back. And and like you said, with Connors, there's some injury history there. You'd like to be able to take advantage of some of the versatility we saw from Connors last year. So having Snell that can, can be a little bit more of the physical presence in that offense definitely fits. Riley Ridley, um, I think – is a terrific addition to that Chicago wide receiving group that just continues to grow. When you talk about Miller, a pick last year, who's also a solid route runner. You talk about the big play threat of Allen Robinson now going to be a year removed off of that knee injury. Uh, you know, obviously Colin out of the backfield is another guy that just absolutely, you know, demands respect when, when, when the quarterback drops back to pass. So, so, definitely another guy that can, that can have a, a, a role in that offense. Um, you know, um, I really like the Isaiah Johnson pick to uh, Oakland. Um, I think Johnson is a guy that has really, really good athleticism and natural hips. Um, and, you know, I get that he doesn't care. He's not much of a tackler. You know what? We could say that about plenty of corners when we talk about the NFL draft. What I will say is this is a guy that appears to have the athleticism that you want in a corner. Really liked that pick. Um, You know, I liked the Gary Jennings pick to Seattle because I think Jennings is a little bit more of a polished receiver. And when you talk about what they've done, giving Russell Wilson a bigger target in DK Metcalf, and now we're losing a guy in Baldwin who's always been a solid route runner, always been dependable. Jennings has some of those traits, and I definitely think that, that he will fit with what Seattle's always like to do with what their wide receivers are. Um, I'm going to touch on, on one well, – well, let's go with two more. I'll touch on Dallas real quick. Everybody wants me to say that I love the Tony Pollard pick. Trust me, I've got plenty of my Cowboys buddies back home. Um, I personally did not love the Pollard pick. I knew the Cowboys loved him. It appeared with a few of the Cowboys picks in this process that they kind of had their crushes. And even if they weren't good value, if they couldn't guarantee that they were going to be at the next pick they made, then they went ahead and grabbed him there. You know what? I don't necessarily disagree with that strategy when you've you kind of got the, the, the roster that Dallas has. So it's not a bad fit. They're looking for kind of a, a, a gadget back that can do a number of things. I think Pollard can offer that. Uh, but once again, what jersey am I wearing today? The New England Patriots. I thought they had a terrific day three and day four. I called it early on in the process. I love the idea of Jared Stidham.
0: Winding up
1: in New England, and I'm talking yes, about going did. all the way back to February you and January.
0: You said that. You said I, that. You said that a few times. I remember and and, it happened. And
1: and and it's funny because I, I love it when I hear some of the, the the people you know that are on camera and everything you know uh, say some of the same things that I was big on. Jared Stidham might throw the prettiest ball of anybody in this class. He might be the best. Pure passer when it comes to his technique and a lot of those things. Now accuracy, I think there's some things that he could change up a little bit to, to to make him more accurate. And the offenses he was played in, whether it be at Baylor early on or Auburn late, you know, didn't necessarily suit his abilities as a passer. But I'm a telling prop you, passes too. Uh, oh, oh, absolutely. I- I'm telling you, Stidham. At one point, I had him ranked as my fourth best quarterback for a reason in this draft because he has upside that really could only be matched by guys like Locke, Haskins, and even Kyler Murray, and I could even make a case that Stidham might have a little higher upside as a pure passer in the NFL, then than, uh, I think Stidham could make a case for that over Murray. He's a just a, a, a natural passer. Now... That doesn't mean he's a finished product. I really think he processes the game a little slower than some of these quarterbacks. That's why I had Finley above him. I think Finley processes the game faster. That's why I had Jones above him. I thought Jones probably was a little bit further along in the the film room, you know, than, than Stidham was. Um, but the bottom line is Stidham is not going to have to play right off the bat. If Bill Belichick
0: oh, no, can he mold
1: him, <laughs> if he— If Stidham can soak up what Brady and Belichick have to teach him like a sponge, what McDaniel has to teach him like a sponge, I'll tell you right now, this is a dangerous, dangerous pick for the NFL because nobody is questioning Stidham's ability to throw the football. There's a lot of other things we're questioning, but those are things that I think can be groomed. So not guaranteeing that Jared Stidham is going to, you know, continue the new England Patriot legacy on for another 14, 15 years. But I will say that the upside is there and this is a dangerous pick. If you're the other 31 teams in the NFL. For,
0: for sure. For sure. You know, uh, another, another pick, um, you know, that I, that I liked I like the Isaiah Johnson pick as well. I thought that was, was a, was a good one there too. Well, that's going to wrap up uh, everything that we have uh, for you today. Uh, this is, this is Steve the scout with Austin Smith with the pro football scouting show. For more information, check us out online at pickskinnut.com. We are the football news that you've been missing. Take care.